Hey, this is Kevin. I want to invite you to join me and friends around the world for an international live broadcast at 10 a.m. on Friday, May the 7th. I'm going to be sharing a powerful word from God's word entitled, Get to the Point. I am excited about this message. I can't wait to share it with you. Join us via Facebook Live, YouTube, or Zoom. Go to kevinwhite.us for full details. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Good morning, this is Kevin White and it is April the 13th, 2021 and you're listening to the Audacious Generosity Show. Thank you so much for being in the audience today. I welcome everyone from the US, India, United Kingdom, Thailand, Philippines, Pakistan, Kenya, Lithuania, South Korea, Iran, Germany, the Alan Islands. The list is growing and I welcome you. If I did not call out your country, please email me, Kevin at kevinwhite.us. Let me know who you are, where you're listening from. I can't wait to get to know you. I am thrilled to have you in the audience. If you are listening via Apple Podcast or Spotify, will you please leave a five-star rating? Let me know what you think about the show. If you have any suggestions of improvements, email me, kevin at kevinwhite.us. I love being allowed by God to encourage you to live generously blessed as we open up our hands to God and fulfill the mission and His strategy of audacious generosity through our lives. Today's episode is not going to disappoint you. It is including excerpts of an interview with my new friend, Sean Douglas of Life Transformation Radio. Sean helps me to share a message of transformed to give, and I encourage you to go to Sean's website for the Life Transform Radio. Listen to the entire interview, but here are some short excerpts from that interview. So I'd love to talk about the transformation that you've gone through, and I know that we all go through a lot of transformations, Mm -hmm. and I think the world has transformed in 2020. We don't do the same things. We don't think the same way. What was a transformational moment for you in your life that put you on the path to what you're doing today? Hmm. Well, there's been many, but one that is pretty central is 20 years ago, I actually worked as a church planner to start a church for three years, bled, sweat, and teared, labored. Church planning then was very different than now, and I know that your show's not about church planning, I won't go into all the details, but we were just airdropped and told, you know, blessed and be fruitful and multiply and build this church, and and it was hard, but three years into it, we, we had 100 people that were calling this church home, and we moved over the leadership, and the unanimous decision 
to call me to be the pastor after being the church planter of this church. And then a year later, the the leaders of that church voted to dismiss me as pastor. And there'd been no embezzlement of funds, no immorality. I was just literally a broken leader, very insecure. Unfortunately, was in the in bondage. You just went through a litany of potential prisons. I was in prison to the fear of failure. It was by being fired that I found freedom from that. That really was a moment of transformation that totally changed the, the trajectory of my life and even my calling and, and my ministry philosophy from that day on and that, that season on, not in wow. one central day until even now. Lots of details along the wow. way to share about that, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of rolling it around in my head. I'm like, <clears throat> wow. Yeah. I mean, you covered a lot of of those up or or even obstacles that someone could could go through. I I I can't even imagine because everyone has a mission, and, and while mm-hmm. you were talking about it, you know, and and I'm listening, I can feel like like it affected you mm-hmm. yeah i could feel you know through your words that that this this moment that you hold it in a place where i've been there mm-hmm. really don't want to go back and what was missing in my perspective was the presence of god i have to confess to your audience i was not only a person of faith I identified obviously as a follower of, of Christ and as, as a Christian, but I'm a leader in the church. I, I am what many would refer to as a minister, a gospel worker, and here I am broken, and I'm in bondage to the fear of failure, and so I was a workaholic for God. <laughs> if there ever could have been one, it was me, and I was literally working myself to an early grave. When I was dismissed as pastor, I was so angry at God. I felt so betrayed. And I I not only wanted to quit the ministry, I wanted to die. 2020, the suicide rate is dramatically increased. I was right there wanting to just, please, p- please just give me some way that I could just end it right here and now. But God, we see that in the scripture, but God. And now I see God as a cheerful giver. And so talk about going 360. It really it really has been a transformational experience. I wrote a book in 2016 called Decisions, mm-hmm. The Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behavior. Mm. And I'd given it to my pastor here in North Carolina at the Bridge Church. Shout out to Pastor Farrell. Mm, mm-hmm. And and he made a sermon series about my book. Awesome. And I just wanna I, I wanna read just this one part here for a couple of seconds and and I, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I was raised Roman Catholic and, and I couldn't take it anymore. When I was 18 and I joined the military, I was like, I'm out of here. Like this thing's a cult. I can't even believe that people believe this stuff. I got to go confess to a guy in a box about, and then all of a sudden I'm absolved because I said eight Hail Marys 
Like I just, I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I left like everything. I didn't believe in anything. I just did my own thing. So I was drinking and partying and 2008, my life led to suicide. I tried to commit suicide in 2008. Mm. I was deployed a lot. I had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this book in 2016 and this moment right here takes place in 2014. So I joined the military in 2001 okay. and never went to church. So, so my daughter is born. I'm in the desert. I was deployed in 2014. My daughter was born. And I said, uh, and I got orders to Korea. And I said, I was devastated that I had to leave right before my daughter's first birthday. I told Candy, I said, she's now going to church while I was deployed that she'd better pray for my orders to be canceled. She kept telling me how I needed to go with her and pray myself. I kept refusing until one day I couldn't take it anymore, and I attended a service uh, kicking and screaming. I attended a service with full skepticism and closed-mindedness. I was thinking this is going to be boring. The preacher just tells you what you want to hear, just wants you to give the church money. The hmm. first service I attended at the bridge, and what did they talk about in the sermon? The pastor is preaching about how everyone needs to serve God by giving their tithe. <laughs> I turned to Candy and I gasped, see, the church only wants money. Mm -hmm. I told you, I'm right. I'm leaving. I'll be in the car. Candy pleaded with me to stay and hear the pastor out. Mm -hmm. I sat through the sermon, arms crossed, mad the rest of the time. <laughs> After service, Candy begged me to keep going back and that it was going to be different each time. I was so closed off at this point, I didn't care what she said as long as she left me alone. Mm. I was pleasantly surprised a few Sundays later when the pastor preached on different subjects and felt like they were relevant. As I continued attending service, I felt more and more open to the pastor's message. Pretty soon, I would wake up excited to go to church. <laughs> the more I went, the more I felt a transformation happening inside of me. Mm -hmm. God was working in my life the entire time. He was in me stirring things around and tossing stuff out like it was spring cleaning. I didn't feel the weight of the world on my back anymore. I didn't feel the temptations to drink and be rude to my wife and kids. My self-defeating behavior seemed to dissipate little by little, Sunday after Sunday, and it felt calmer and more at ease. A breath of fresh air was breathed into my life, and it felt renewed and rejuvenated. Mm. Towards the end of 2014, our family never missed a Sunday service, and we started committing ourselves to Christ as a family. All of a sudden, unexpectedly, God started blessing our family. We just kept building. God multiplies. It's a miracle that God provided us many times when we needed it the most. What's your generosity story? Check out some heartwarming stories at generosityofgod.com and share your story. You'll find amazing stories. He said, hey, this is for you, and asked me to take what uh, was in his hands. It was exactly 10,000 rupees. I was so overwhelmed and uh, shocked by God's goodness. As she did that, Paige went on out to her vehicle, loaded it in the trunk of her car, and she said, okay, God, what now? Miraculous stories by ordinary people just like you. Go to generosityofgod.com and share your story today. How do you swallow an elephant? Well, the answer is one bite at a time. Hi, 
I'm Kevin White, and I'm inviting you to subscribe to Generously Blessed, my free one-minute motivation series. In Romans 12, verse 2, God says we are transformed as we change our minds. When you subscribe to Generously Blessed, I will send you a personal email Monday through Friday and coach you day by day into a life generously blessed by God. Go to kevinwhite.us and subscribe now. It will be one minute a day you'll not regret. I guarantee it. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today. Sometimes our lives have to be completely shaken up, changed and rearranged to locate us to the place that we're meant to be. It could take days, months, or even years for that transformation to be complete. Recognizing this process is very hard while walking through the fire, but when you get to the other side and you compartmentalize everything you have been through and how it caused you to become stronger, it is in that moment you realize how powerful your will truly is. God is and always has been in control of our lives, and I'm so thankful I was welcomed back into his kingdom. Hmm. That is great, Sean. Just that moment? Mm-hmm. He pulls me aside. He goes, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a sermon series on your book. It's going to be on transformation. Hmm. It's going to be on what happens little by little and how strong you actually are because of his will. And, uh, and we serve and we just have been completely transformed as a family, completely blessed. So mm-hmm. I felt compelled to, to kind of read that passage because of what your transformation I, I just, I was like, I, I was there. I, I feel everything that you're talking about. And I hear your resistance from resistance to surrender. <laughs> that's transformation. <laughs> oh, was there? And that's what I long for as a result oh, of my book, because when you think of audacious generosity, you are confronting resistance. Everybody runs in the opposite direction when, when we start talking about giving. But yet, if they saw the truth of God's word as it's as it's laid out in the Bible and not what pastors and churches have made us to feel at times, and I don't blame them. I'm not trying to pick on anyone. It's just it's just a temptation, I believe, from hell. It's from the enemy that really wants to rob us. I mean, the enemy's been identified as as a thief, and he wants to rob us of the blessings of God. And so if he can convince us that giving is a threat to us instead of a pathway to blessing, then he can rob us of entering in to that, to that place of blessing that, 
Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we, mm-hmm. we all know the, the, the incredible blessing of getting gifts, birthdays, Christmas gifts, promotions, bonuses, you name it. Yep. We love it. And Jesus said oh, something yeah. very audacious, very radical, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. <laughs> I'm going to sort of be a spoiler alert because you told me that you're going to ask what my message is. And really the primary thing that I am drum, I am beating through this book is God is the giver. It is not Sean. It's not Kevin. It is God. That's the giver. And that takes the pressure off of us. And if that, if pastors would, would open up their stewardship series with that proclamation and then, and then really teach that, I I really think less people would resist the subject of giving because unfortunately we've just all been made to feel like been made to feel pressured about the subject of giving and made to feel like we're, we're the giver. And it depends upon what's in our wallet. But in my book, I really lay it out. I put a biblical basis showing out of God's word that he is the giver. It, the word makes it very clear. And I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor, so I'm going to have to hit pause very quickly here. Or I'll start <laughs> preaching. But giving depends upon what he puts into our hands. It's not about what, right. how much is in my wallet or in your 401k. It's all about what's in God's heaven. And will we allow him, mm-hmm. will we be a channel by which he distributes those resources from heaven onto the earth? It's that simple. And then there's no limit mm-hmm. to giving. All of a sudden it went, and that's what happened. Like I'm a workaholic really thinking God was expecting, expecting, expecting. If it is to be, it's up to me. And I live by that mantra. And so my 60-hour work week became yep. 70, became 80, became 90. And, and I really thought that's what God expected of me. And then I realized there's more verses about resting in the Bible than there is about uh, mm-hmm. doing the Lord's work. And I, yep. I saw yep. that, yep. and I would get angry. I mean, like angry about verses about, about I have not come to, to, to give life, but to give abundant life. And I'd be like, I want abundant life, but where, in, where, where is this? I'd get really frustrated about that. Yeah. And then about I've come to give you rest, and I'd feel like I am, I am exhausted. I would love to have some rest, but I, did, I had no clue how to get there. And then I just realized as I was fired, I realized it's all along what God's been wanting is me and me to really pursue him. And then that his work would just become natural and it wouldn't be like this assignment. It would just be a flow. And that, you know, he talks about that Mm -hmm. as far as the vines and the grape and the abiding in him. And that's, right. that's what audacious generosity is. It's a fruit that comes from your connectivity mm-hmm. to God, live in an authentic relationship with him. It takes a boatload of courage, a boatload of freedom, but the byproduct of that is audacious generosity because God is a, yep. a cheerful giver for God so loved that he gave. And I'm going to stop preaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission.